Wow. Friday again. What is it like? Every other Friday, every other day is Friday. I'm telling you, the week flies by so fast. It's like when you're a kid and you run up each step on the stairwell because your legs are so short. You got to really stretch to get to that next step. Most of you don't remember that. But when your legs get longer, it's a kick to run up every second step. And then when you get a little taller, for those who've gotten a little taller, you can run up every three steps. You get up there faster. That's when you had boundless energy. But now you look at it and it's like, wait a second. We don't even have a chance to dread Monday, which we should be thankful for every single day that we have. But now Monday goes by so fast. And it's like you experience Tuesday and Wednesday so fast. And it's Thursday. It's like Monday, Friday, Monday, Friday weekend, <laughs> Monday, Friday weekend. It goes by so fast. You don't even feel work anymore. Now I know everyone doesn't, Work Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. That was the old world way of doing things. But now things move faster because the cities are getting bigger. We have more people, even out in the country. It doesn't change much, but they're a little faster now. You go into the country towns, and you'll see 24-hour type establishment. It might even be just a general store, but there's always something that's open all night long. You know, even the gas stations, you know, like when you go down south, and for those who don't live in America, down south means the southern part of America, especially when you live up north and you go down south because down south was a, a little slower. I'm not saying the bigger cities, but the little small towns that they call sometimes, excuse me, hick towns. Tracy J. and Armani Laws, how are you? I'm glad to see you here. Ah, you're at work now. Yes, yes, exactly. Back to the weekend. Too bad it couldn't be just like the whole week is a weekend where you can just enjoy and don't have to go to work. Not that we're lazy, but yeah, sometimes you want an extended vacation and it kind of sucks to have to ask somebody, can I have a day off? Can I have two days off? And you got to act like you're sick, right? And you're a grown person. You should just be able to get the days off that you want. But you got to act like you're sick, and you might have a personality conflict with this person who is your supervisor. And at times that you call in sick, you run into him in the Walmart. He gives you a look like, yeah, thought you were sick. You start, yeah, that's you. How you doing? <laughs> got to get back home. <laughs> I think I have the flu. <laughs> no, I never tap dance like that. Never, never, never did. I just want to say to everyone out there, I love you all. As I was getting ready, Back and forth, I was speaking to a dear, 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 dear close friend of mine. She knows who she is. And we were texting back and forth, and we were talking about some of the stories that I told on the show and in person. And there's so many things that I've experienced that I really have to share them. We really have to have a fun night one of these nights. We got with this weekend sometime, y'all. Not pressure just to sit up here like a stand-up comedian. But just even get serious sometimes and talk about life. But what is life without laughter? What is life without having the connection to people that you're so near and dear to that even though you may not see them every single day or in the times where you saw them frequently, you still have that 
everlasting bond and love and caring. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And even though I'm out here in West Africa, so far away, physically removed from, from me who I love, just to communicate with them and laugh about old times and, and even still dream about and project about the future times. But don't waste too much time because you know time is an artificial construct and all the time we're fooled with time because time has a way of being deceptive to us. It seems as though we have an abundance of it and we look around and somebody's not here. So I would suggest to everyone, although we can enjoy the conversations, we can enjoy the memories, let's make more memories. Let's let it be about the present because oftentimes we start to reminisce too much and we spend the present time thinking of the past, which is sweet, but it should be a continuum into the present. And I remember that. And I think about the times when I grew up, growing up, and every day I knew something fun was going to happen. Now, here's the funny part. I'm 60 years old, y'all. <laughs> How did I get here so fast? But still, Every single day I wake up, I still have the same, if not more, enthusiasm for whatever it is I'm going to do in life. When I was growing up, I didn't have YouTube. YouTube? If you told me about YouTube when I was 10, 15, 20 years old, like, what's a person crazy? He says about YouTube. Instagram. Maybe I would think like, it's some way of getting some uh, telegram like real quick or something. <laughs> but these are things that were not part of our world, you know? And we didn't depend on that to vibe with each other. See, today, I sneak up on y'all all the time. See how I'm swinging it around to the topic? I just want to cut this computer off, but I want to check something because I'm supposed to be live on a new platform, and I want to see if I am or not. And this is no time to get into the technological things, although I am on a technological platform. But I'm going to shut this thing down, and I will come back to it later because I have a fan problem with this particular computer, and I don't trust taking my computer to just any old person in a place where I'm just getting used to many people. So I'm going to shut this down. So for, for just um, precaution reasons, if for some reason there's a quick power outage and I just you don't hear me anymore, I'll be back on the stream on my phone. So if you see me cut off, doesn't mean I left you. It just means that the power cut off and I'm just going to have to take a second to come back on to continue uh, the verbals through the phone. But I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. And I want to keep feeling good in my heart. And And even earlier today I was playing some music, you know, and, and maybe you all don't know it, but I've said it before, with everyone that I know, there's a song, and people are going to be asking me, what's my song? What's my song? <laughs> but either, and I've been like this from a kid, people, places, and not so much things, like, you know, I have a song for an orange, I have a song for a Toyota Camry, no, I don't have no songs for those, but people and places, pretty much, I have a song for them, that it may be because I was around them when the song kept playing or the song was in my head or it was just that time I hung out with them and went home and the song popped on and it just reminds me naturally of them. 
And then I had my own way of engineering this whole thing, of morphing a song and attaching it to a person on purpose. But whatever I do, whichever means it is, it's, it's effective because I've been doing this in single-digit ages. I don't know why I do it, but I did it. And this is what helps me to have a tremendous sense of recall with people, you know, places and things. And it may be a place that the certain song will remind me. And I have a photographic memory that way, um, somewhat. Not just that, but it's, it's, it's a feel for the time. But it's not just photographic, but it's an empathic type ability. But you got to have it to kind of understand what it is. It's like a person who goes and hangs out at night. Say there's a husband who hangs out at the nightclub, but he wasn't doing nothing bad. He wasn't cheating on his wife. Just a few of his buddies were there, and they called him and they said, hey, come on, swing on by for a little while. And he went there, right? And he was supposed to be, and he was at the office late, but he swung by. It was a Friday. So he comes home, and his wife says, well, where were you? Well, I was at work. He didn't want to say he was at the club, even though he was innocent there. But how come you smell like cigarette smoke? See, the atmosphere attached itself to his clothes. There was a lot of cigarette smoke, right? So for me, it's not cigarette smoke. It's the emotions of that time. It's the fun of that time. There are events that I went to from a young child. I remember being at um, weddings and, and, and the little gathering afterward and, you know, from people I hardly knew, but I still remember that. So is that something that's lucrative? No, I'm not Kreskin. <laughs> I don't know if you remember Kreskin. How do they spell the name? K-R-E-S-K-I-N. It was a TV show back in the 70s of this guy who had psychic abilities. You know, they called him Kreskin. It's a white man. He kind of reminded me of Mr. Spock with no makeup on. <laughs> but I have the ability to absorb what's around me and replay it back. So certain days where I might go somewhere by myself away from Mr. Skurve or just do something I can go back in my head and be back in, in, in this joyous time, not as a person or a spectator to the past, but a person who's actually in it. So that's when I tell a story and I get into it, I'm going to make you feel like you're there. You see what I mean? I'm going to make you feel it because every detail comes flooding back from uh, 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 the crate of my subconscious. <laughs> I can pull out every detail. <laughs> Um, is that madness or what? Maybe if I had a little more of that ability, I'd be crazy walking down the street naked with a shoe in my hand, right? <laughs> and some popcorn on my head. I don't know. But I love that ability, and it has enriched my life, and hopefully it can enrich the life of others as I sh share the stories and talk about these good times because we all need to hear that stuff. You know, we don't really, in these older ages, go to parties per se as much as we did when we were younger, if we did when we were younger. Whatever it is that we did when we were younger, as we get a little older, we kind of do a little less of it. And we say to ourselves, well, you know what? I want to do that again. We got to get back into doing this again. And you know the sad part for me is that I hear so many people say this thing, and they never end up doing it again. And so this is why with each and every day, I grasp each and every day. I demand out of each and every day that I have those moments that I can speak about into the future. Because the future is right now. And if you're not creating good memories right now, today, it's okay to look back on the past with a friend and reminisce. But it should be you should have something to tell them 
of what you did today. I mean, you could rest. It doesn't mean every day has to be this dynamic uh, movie trailer, right? But try to spice your days up with those moments because sometimes when I, I'm out here in Ghana and there are people that I know that look at me like I'm strange, right? Okay, I accept that because it happened to me in America. People, folks like that guy's a little nuts. But then there are people who are now becoming more endeared to me just for light moments, you know? Um, <laughs> Before I get into this, I'm going to tell a story. <laughs> Can I tell a story? And if in Shaka, how are you? The Baba of Truth, welcome on in. Yes, we're doing the damn thing, right? But here it is. Here I am on a chocho. I'm on a van. And I told you, look, put number one in the chat room if you can see that. Or, or you understand that I told the story, and I'll make it faster. If everybody heard, I ain't going to tell it no more. I'll tell a different one. But I'm on the van, right, a commuter van, and it runs like the bus line, right? It goes all up in the mountains and all up in down to the city now. They all come from the city, but they go to different place, places on the outskirts of Accra, right? And some of the roads don't have it. But luckily, I live near a road that I can just walk out and just get one, right? So here I am uh, heading away from this place that I live in now and going back into Accra where I had an apartment when this place was being built. So I hop on the van and it was dark. It wasn't late, late, but it was dark. You know, six o'clock comes, that's a wrap. And there was no daylight saving time out here. But early in the morning, boom, it's beautiful, right? Whole different atmosphere. So I'm riding on this van, heading down from where the home is being built down into Accra where my apartment is at the time. So all of a sudden, you know, my stomach started making these noises. Now you know what that means. I don't care what language you speak. When you hear that noise in your stomach, you already know what time it is. You got to find a restroom real quick. And there was no restroom in sight. The country way to go to the restroom is you know what? You better find yourself a little dark spot. You better find yourself a tree. And if you're brazen, you don't care where you go, but most of us want to kind of, you know, go somewhere private because it's funny. What if it was switched, right? The digestive process. See, we don't mind eating in the mall and chewing up the food. But when it comes out, we all want to be somewhere quiet where we can't be seen. I just think that's funny with human nature. But the bottom line here it is. It got worse. Do it go away for a while? But my stomach was saying, you're not going to stay in this van that much longer. We just hope you know that. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, man, the vans come quick, but I don't want to get off the van. And where am I going to go? So here it goes again. That one let me know, brother, you got five minutes to go find yourself somewhere because what you got inside of you is going to come out. I'm like, oh, man. I told the guy, next stop. He says, brother, this is not your stop. Your stop is, I said, next stop, man. I got to get off. And I hit my stomach. He said, oh, okay, okay, okay. Boom. I walk off. Don't even know the street. I know the main road, man. I travel it all the time. But I was on this one road, and I didn't know. And I looked down, and there was an intersection, right? It was a small country intersection. And so the street went down, 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 because this is still up in the mountains. So I could look over and see for what looks like hundreds of miles into the city and beyond. The lights, man, brilliant. I'm taking some pictures and showing you. It'll blow your mind. 
I was still in line with the clouds. So I'm walking down this dark road. I know I got four and a half minutes before the nuclear explosions happen. So I see a dark little patch, and I saw, uh, 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 what do you call it, um, the container, um, the shipping container, right? It was an old rusty shipping container, eight-foot shipping container, and there was a wall behind it about maybe five feet, six feet, and it was dark in there. Now, you know you got king cobras and you got pythons up in this bad boy. I wasn't trying to put my backside on display to uh, make it seem like it was the all-you-can-eat situation for, for a snake, but I didn't want to be out there seen. So I kind of walked two or three feet in, my eyes adjusted, and it was dark, but there was still more space. So I'm not going to get into the details of what we all know that we do when our pants are around our ankles, right? I'm holding on to something, and I wasn't water skiing, but um, something else was going on. So, whew, and I just sat there for a second after the deed was done, just, you know, I just wanted to get back at it. It was just nice breeze hitting certain spots, and I was like, oh, man, I'm so glad this wasn't a disaster. So I always carry um, the necessaries with me, you know, uh, a hand cleanser, toilet paper. You could, Look, when you come out here to look anywhere in Africa, right, you better keep toilet paper. Don't always keep looking. If you plan on coming out here, I don't care if you're around restaurants or even some of the restaurants, they're not so quick to refill the toilet paper. You better carry your own. So many situations is like, oh, man, what do these people do? Some of them, right? So make a long story short. Hands were clean, parts were wiped. I'm standing up, and I'm about to pull my pants up. And all of a sudden, something touched me on the left side that was facing more into the darkness behind that dumpster and that wall. And it wasn't a snake, but I jumped. My eyes adjusted better, and I looked, and it was a woman. A woman? The woman was squatting there, too. She was there before I got there, but she didn't say anything. So she was giggling a little bit. She had a dress on, and she was about to stand up, too. And she said, oh, oh my friend, please, may I use some of your paper? I'm like, you didn't come out here prepared with paper, and you even a woman now at that? Looking, I was still scared, but I said, okay. <laughs> I gave her some of the paper, right? And then I held off some of the, you know, and she was still squatting and all the backside and everything, the side of her leg and everything. So I did that for her. And she stood up, and then I turned around, and I said, um, being the comedian that I am, I said, pleased to meet you. My name is Lance. <laughs> and she said, pleased to meet you. My name is Betty. And I said, Betty, in the future, when people ask, and we started walking out now, right? When people ask how we met, just tell her we met each other in a very shitty situation. <laughs> yes, we met in a very shitty situation. <laughs> so we, we started walking toward the van because she was going to the van in my direction. So we locked arms. I don't know how that happened. After the very shitty experience, we locked arms and walked to the up to the road laughing with each other. You are my new friend. I'm going to tell them how we met. I said, listen, don't tell everybody. Well, two weeks went by, and I was on the van again, back up. And she was going back in the same direction, but she was talking to two friends. And so when she saw me at the back of the van, I didn't know she was getting on the van because other people were standing around. I said, Betty, how are you? And so she said, oh, I don't forget your name. Your name is Lance. And she turned to the girls. Yes, that is my shitty friend. <laughs>
<laughs> crazy, 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 crazy. Anyway, I just wanted to open up with that, make y'all laugh, let a few more people come on in. But I want to talk about the topic. Technology has too much control over our lives. It shouldn't be any control, but now it's too much control. Imagine that. Too much. We've been seduced. We don't realize it. We are ripe for the kill. We're ripe for the taking. Too much of anything is no good. See, I see you over there laughing, Tracy. <laughs> uh, I said, well, every time I see you, just know that I carry paper and I always got your back. <laughs> and I saw one of the other girls um, after that couple months, and she was smiling at me. I didn't realize it was a friend. I mean, I didn't memorize, memorize the face. And so, are you friends with my friend Bet? You're friends with my friend Betty, yes. And so, um, she made the motion like toilet paper wipe in the back. So I said, "Who?" She and she did like that. Betty, remember when you met him? I said, "Oh," and she was cracking up, and she kept looking at me <laughs> like this guy. We met each other taking a dump. <laughs> I don't talk too much about that. I thought sounding weird, but that was just so funny to me. You know, that's why my stomach was upset, so I can meet Betty. And when I'm out in the street, the next time I see her, I always keep my camera on me. I'm putting her on camera. That's right. And you all are going to see her, and you all are going to crack up too on that story. Yeah, Willie Rivers, what a way, what a way, way to meet. <laughs> we can't front with each other. She can't, like, put a nose on a sign, bougie. No, I met you shitting, so don't even try. <laughs> we both met each other that way. There's like two people that meet in prison. Like, you can't front and tell me you're this pristine person, especially if you did the crime. So, anyway, <laughs> this is why when I'm in the street sometimes, not just that story, but just a whole lot of stories and things that just replay in my head and I'm cracking up just like when you're playing old music or looking at old YouTube videos. But, yeah, you know, this technology thing, I was kind of thinking earlier, you know, I'm always connecting dots that maybe other people don't. Maybe I connect some dots that show that I'm insane or maybe a step away from the line of insanity. But I always tell it, and, and I don't care. I mean, I don't care if people think I'm crazy because it's hit or miss. And I'm not trying to come off like I'm some prophet. That's the last thing. It's just that in the show, I think out loud, right? And why is somebody texting me right as soon as I start the show? It always happens, right? I'll shoot them a message. Let me see. Yeah. Let me see. On a live. That will stop. You want to go and listen to it? You know where to find me. Okay? That should be done. Yeah. So, connecting these dots. Sometimes, you know, when you are in a dream and you're fast asleep you're in a dream and certain things come to you. Just let me know how the sound is, every everybody. I think it's okay because nobody complained about it yet. But when you're in this, um, <laughs> in Africa, yeah, that was some fertilized soil over there. It should be a big tree growing over there in another couple of years. But when you dream, everything is so vivid. And when you wake up, when you first wake up, you're not all the way awake. But you remember everything. Everything makes sense. And it's usually something, if it's not a dream that there's a nondescript situation where, okay, I can forget about that dream. It didn't make any sense. But every now and then you have these profound dreams, these earth-shaking, mind-altering dreams that are phenomenal, and you want to tell somebody about it. And as soon as you get to thinking about it, 
you realize that some of the memory of the dream is fading. And I don't know about you, but I kind of panic because I want to hold on to this realization. It's like having two buckets of water that you filled it with water, but you realize you got to run from here to the other side of the yard and it has holes in it. So as you're running, you're losing water. And by the time you get to the destination, either to water the plants or to fill another vessel with water, you don't have much water left. And that's the best way to describe when you wake up into the so-called conscious world from the subconscious world of your dreams. So for me, when it comes to these, I try to always retain a little more than, um, okay, let me just say okay here. I think I do more texting on on live shows than anything else. (laughs) But that's the way it is with me. So this morning when I woke up, because now the atmosphere of the motherland has taken me over, right? I can push and stay up late, which if I push and stay up late five hours ahead of the East Coast, it's not late to you. So I could be sitting here, oh, man, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm up late. But for the East Coast, it's 10 a.m., right? So that's why I have A power outage. Let me know if you can hear me. I know this sound is going to sound a little different. I must have talked it up, but I'm glad I, I kind of warned everybody. Let me know if you can hear me. I hear I'm seeing no sound in the chat room. Let me know if um you can hear me, if there's any sound. Let me know. Okay. Um, What can I do? Okay, good, good, good. Now I can go through my phone. So the sound is going to sound a little different, but you know what? Now I can walk around. I don't have to stay in one spot. So let me go get my charger. Stick to the phone because I'm at 38%, which is no problem. Okay, thank you. Thank you all so much. Yeah, I hate that, you know, especially when you're on the floor. That means it's going to be good. Because <laughs> what I have to say, I'm not saying it's important over what anybody else has to say, but I don't want to forget what it is that was kind of that kind of came to me. Now, all right. Now I want to charge up my um, internet. My batteries are back. You got to keep battery back up up here because you can go like two or three weeks with no power outage, and then blip. Then the next week is like three times a day for two minutes or whatever. Up here is not as bad as in the apartment where I live. Down here was just daggone terrible. It was always happening, but I never really forget that that feeling. So let me go somewhere. Let me just get comfortable here. Let me get comfortable just as long as that cam doesn't come on. I'm holding the camera in a way so you don't see me because uh, 
we ain't trying to have heart attacks up on this show. Oh, my God, Lance was naked, right? <laughs> All natural in the motherland. Too much information. But anyway, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Everything's set? Let me just look at this chat room. Everything's good. All right. So I'm laying down. Good. I'm charged up. and Everything's charged up. So connecting the dots, let's get past that point. That being said, this last, these last few days I've been feeling kind of receptive. I'm getting up from the bed, so I, I know my voice is going to sound funny. What are you doing over there, sir? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not getting down like that. Right? What color panties do you have on? No, 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 no. I'm just getting relaxed. Okay, I'm in position now, right? Okay. So, um... My thing is that we are too dependent. Like I say in the title, technology has too much control over our lives. And really and truly it does. When you think about it as a live stream, technology has too much control over our live streams. <laughs> so that's why I cut off. But it doesn't have control because I'm ready. But it does. Now, let's get serious for a little while. I was staring over the balcony into nature. The other night, and nighttime comes, you hear all types of animals out there making noises. Yeah, like you don't even know what it is. Last night, there was an owl on top of the house. And it doesn't sound like, where they say it. It's more like a human hum. And it was kind of loud, right? Very, very loud. And it was kind of spooky. But it wouldn't do anything to you. When they're close to you and they open up their wings, it's a really wide uh, wingspan. Wonder what you would know. So I'm not, I've gotten over that fear. You know, I went out there and I'm looking over into the darkness and to the lights over on the other side. And it was, it was just an experience. And I said to myself, I said, look at all these animals that are living out there. Like, how many of us can be completely naked and go into the dark jungle? and survive really and truly we got to put boots on shoes on socks pants you know mosquito repellent you know we're kind of leery of what's out there we don't have the instincts to live out there at one time i believe we did but we lost that because of technology and we started to depend on technology and it pulled us away from nature which technically to me it's a good thing the way it feels, but to me, it's really demonic. When you look at the end result, that we're stripped of our instincts that keep us alive, the natural instincts. The artificial instincts would be the so-called technology, right? But when that doesn't work, what do we do, right? So... We have this thing called artificial intelligence, which I've learned to utilize in my production of videos and just all the things that I do online. But still, really and truly, how far do you go? How much alcohol does one drink just to relax enough to fall asleep? How much salt does one shake on their food to have a little flavoring from something being bland before it's something bad for you? How many times can you put the extra scoop, a tablespoon of sugar into that or teaspoon into that cup of tea before it becomes something dangerous to you, right? At what point? So at what point 
do we limit the use of technology before it creates this dependence on it where we're actually making ourselves handicapped? Look, we drive our cars. We get around. Oh, and I used to have a car, right? Oh, I have one now. But at what point do you say, let me leave the car at home or let me drive it to a certain point and let me walk around on my legs for the rest of the day? Because if you sit in a wheelchair on purpose, like I'm not knocking anybody who needs a wheelchair, but if you're healthy and you feel a little lazy when you're in Walmart, you say, and this is for the people who are upright and strong, hey, push me in a wheelchair. I don't feel like walking around. Mm-hmm. If you continue to do that, the bottom line is that, you know, you're going to lose the strength in your legs because you're not using it anymore. So what about us, not only on a physical level, but a mental level and a spiritual level. I know so many people here would agree who lived a sizable amount of decades and time on this earth that you can remember from the time of the rotary phone. They didn't even have where you pushed the numbers. You had to put your finger in the round little hole where the number was, number nine or number two or whatever, and roll around, and wait, the rotary phone, right? Back in the days of the rotary phone, until we got the touch tone, we got the touch tone, we were still all right. But if you can remember, we, um, we, rem- we remembered numbers. We memorized numbers, the most important numbers. But of course, you memorized at least 10, sometimes 15, sometimes even 25. If you were that active on the phone, right? How many numbers do you remember now? Not much. Because we can store it into our smartphone. But who's really smart here? The phone is smart with the things that you should have in your own mind, in your own head. But the technology has dumbed us down. This is why I always say technology takes knowledge. It takes knowledge. It takes knowledge. We're like that bucket with the hole in it, leaking water. So by the time we get to the destination where the water is needed, we don't have much water left. So by the time we work all of our lives and get to the point where we say, well, maybe I can retire. And that's not too common these days. Really and truly with the way the system is, and that's a whole different topic. But the thing with that is we don't have much, really. It's been sucked out of us. Our addictions to the phone, and I have to say addiction because we use it, but if we admit to ourselves, how long can we go without our phones? I'm not saying I can or I can't. I'm not saying you can or can't. Just question yourself that whatever amount of time that you can leave from your phone, the longer, the better, the shorter, the worse. But whatever it is, whatever it is, you'd admit that it's a bit too much. Now, there's some rare individuals here. I don't know anybody in their habits with their phone to call them out personally, but I'm quite sure there's some people like, man, I'm old school. Tell you to leave it. I don't give a damn about no damn phone. But I know a bus driver when I used to drive the bus, right? He left his phone downtown 
in the driver's lounge, they had a driver's lounge where you could, when you have layovers or if you have to wait for a bus for an hour or two to come in, you can come in early, eat a little food, lounge, go to the dark room where you can sleep, get on the computer, play some pool, whatever. And so he got halfway on the bus route, halfway on a three-hour route. That was a route that I did. I was behind him. And I kind of caught up to him. He was slow, and I was on time. But at some point, he realized that he left his phone. And guess what? When I swung over to Kirkman Road, coming out of Carver Shores, for those who know that area, I see the 21 bus, because that was the route that I used to do the majority of my time there. People would see me and say, hey, 21, what's going on, 21? <laughs> I'm like, I knew exactly what that meant. So... This guy was doing a K-turn in the middle of Kirkman Road. Kirkman Road is a straight, this ain't no road. That's a boulevard. That's a major, major road near Valencia College West, right? So this dude was, and when he finally turned around, I haunted him. I flashed my lights. I'm like, well, what are you doing? The people were cussing. He let some of them off to continue on. But some of them like, no, I'm not getting off. I paid my way. You need to take me where I'm going. He didn't give a damn. He was going to drive back. And if he was if he was speeding to get back, he might have got back there in about forty minutes just to go get his phone. Cause see, I won't tell that part of the story. That's the man's private life. But the bus drivers, being as sneaky as they were, they realized that his phone was unlocked, and they went into his uh, phone. They went in and saw. The first thing they do is get pictures. Don't leave your phone on a bus or any public transportation. Because if folks find a a, a stray phone. First thing they do, they check to see if it's locked. And the second thing they do, they go right to the gallery, right to the photos. They want to see if you got some nasty pictures inside. It's crazy. You see that, Tracy J? I have coworkers who have driven back home from the office to get their phone. That's bad because it's home, unless they had something to hide on an unlocked phone. But by the time this bus driver got downtown, all his secrets were out. They found out, you know, they, they, they knew his girlfriend. And they saw him in a compromising position with his girlfriend. But they also found him in a compromising position with other women. Well, you know, women like men and dogs are going to do stuff like that. But they also saw him in compromising positions with two other male bus drivers. Oh, my God, that was the gossip, the gossip. I'm not into the gossip, but. That shot, that stopped me in my tracks. I, was, I found that out. I went to the, was going to the bathroom. I didn't even find out that night. They were all talking about it and stuff. He got his phone and everything, but it was it was a wrap for him. And those other two bus drivers like, yo, what do y'all got going on? So there was some download driver bus drivers, right? Anyway, too much dependence on it. And I just believe that there's a bigger picture with everything, you know? We have a dependence on the digital infrastructure. Really. We're too dependent on it. It's not just a matter of the control it has over us, but we depend on it, which allows it to give us or give it the control. But the thing is, it's not about just the control because we're all sitting ducks now. We have online banking, auto pay, bill pay, online shopping. You can sit at home and go shopping and have your groceries delivered to the door. This is changing society. And I know the majority, majority of us may not do the shopping at home and 
you know, a lot of us do. We want something to eat. We, we what is that? DoorDash or what is it now? It wasn't there. I was just left when those things started from America. So it's easy for us to be isolated. It's easy for us to not have the human touch, even if it's not a physical touch, but a human interaction. Used to be back in the days when you walk into a bank, they knew your first name. Used to be back in the day when you walked into a daggone church, they knew your first name. Now, most of the time, mega pastors and mid-level pastors, they have their deacons next to them, which the deacons are really like bodyguards that are strapped. And they don't know you. And the closest you can get to the pastor these days is to get to that offering plate when it's not passed around. When you came there late trying to avoid it, the five or six or ten times the offering plate went around. And they're watching you. They're watching you hard. You're in church at gunpoint and don't even know it. This dependence on technology has stripped away from being human. And we're so dependent on it. And to me, aside from the movies that are put out there to put things in our head, which blurs the line of reality and fantasy, it's gotten worse now because we can hold a phone in our hand and it can take us to another world. It's a nice thing sometimes. When I hear a song from back in the day, you put it on YouTube and find the song or go to YouTube music. That part's nice, but it's very seductive. What happened to the music in your head? What happened to humming a tune? I don't hear people humming a tune anymore. They don't have to. They go to YouTube and play it. So our connection, our soul connection to the music is gone. In essence, we are more connected to the technology than we are to each other. You don't see kids hanging around each other just because the way they used to. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You drive up in the yard, you know, you come home and your sons or daughters, they have friends over sitting on the front steps. You have other adults at home, of course, to supervise them, but it used to be where they would just be with each other and kind of bored and making up jokes and laughing and throwing things at each other and having a good old time. What happened to that human bonding and the good old time that we used to have? We don't have those times anymore. It's dog-eat-dog world. we got to get the bag. we got to work more on to, to get a diminishing dollar. We're in panic mode most of the time when it comes to real life. We turn on the TV or we get on the phone, there's another mass shooting. There's the threat of war. There's the threat of the reason why we have to wear a mask. All of these things now are looming over our head, which further pushes us into the escape of this crack pipe called the phone. It could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. We have chat programs that we can write a sentence or two and ask it to write us a whole essay as long as we want. These kids are going to school now, and they make these things, and it's always factually on point. So doing a book report, they laugh at you now. Back in the day when you did a book report for school, you had to actually read the book. The cheat way was to look on the inside cover at the brief description of it and kind of wing it and look inside for five or ten minutes and throw it together to have a basic understanding of it. That was the chat GPT of yesterday. But today, it's, it's just so completely different. Sweet D, I'm glad to see you here, just like Everyday King and everybody else that I missed. 
Let me just scroll up and take a second here. Of course, Willie Rivers, uh, Amani Loss, the first one who was here, True Kings, Bloop Bloop, <laughs> Bloop Bloop, no sound, <laughs> right? Um, who else is here? Rockers, um, Reggie Burnett, Anapin Shaka, The Baba of Truth. Uh, who else is here? Okay, I'm going to take my eyes off this chat room while I run my mouth. But as you see in this banner, you see that, um, hey, you see when cell phones first came out, you still had to leave your house. Unlike now, right? This is a hermit's dream. You can stay inside if you have enough cash. You can, well, if you work from home, you can stay home. And what does that do to the fabric of society? We don't even see each other as human anymore. You know, my throat's getting dry. Yo, I got to get up out this bed and go over here and get a sip. I'm sorry. I don't know why my throat is getting so dry. I've been drinking a lot of water. This is something. You know what it is here? In in West Africa, at least, I can say that from January, uh, from December to February is the dry season. It doesn't really rain much. But when the rainy season is around most of the year, it saturates the soil so much that the surface of the soil may look a little dry. And it really doesn't. Um, but the roots go down to the moist part because when you dig, dig deep in the wells or you get the borehole and you go deep, you pull up spring water. Nature's amazing. Listen, y'all, this is not blacking out. I'm just taking a sip. Bear with me. Mm. Squeeze a little lemon juice in there, man. That thing is so good. So good. So I think my throat's dry more because it's it's the dry season now, and it's not dry per se because up in the clouds it's all this humidity, not humidity but just moisture. At nighttime you can't see anything because we're up in the clouds, not just fog. So in the daytime my throat tends to get a little little dry, but um, it is what it is. So with this dependence on technology, and I think most of you all would agree that we have lost some of the basic instincts that we have. And, and I'll explain that phenomenon also. Let's say something more intense. You ever have the sensation, for those who go to movies, maybe you haven't been to a movie at all, maybe everybody's pretty much gone to a movie in a movie theater. We don't do that as much anymore because we can watch the movies and Netflix and live stream stuff. But, oh, hi, Libby Lou. Glad to see you. <laughs> um... You go into the movie theater, you know the trick, you wait for the movie to end, you go where the concession's on, and you look around, and there's nobody by the door, let's slip over there and watch that movie. So you end up watching two or three movies, full or impartial, for um, the time you're in. It's usually dark unless you go out to go to the bathroom. And when you come out of that movie theater, usually it's like nighttime if you go in the evening or late afternoon and come out. You feel the flood. Of, of society and, and the vibration of the world flooding back to your senses because when you were in that movie theater, you were isolated in a controlled environment willingly, not against it, but you paid for the experience of being in this movie, which you can have computer-generated effects. You know, we know this is not real because it's the same actor or actress that acted in other movies, but they're acting on this different role now. And they're such a good actor, they make you believe that this person is um, real, the character that they're playing, right? 
But when you come out, the air is different. You know, because it's AC. Even if it's not cold, it's controlled air because you have so many people in there. And you feel it coming back to you. Well, this is the same sensation for me. And I'm not, you know, uh, giving a plug to Africa. But when I came here and I came out to nature on the site where the home is going to be built, and I said, wow, I felt so much coming back to me, flooding back to me. And you don't have to come to Africa just to get that. But the potency of what is here is so much more powerful than any of the places that I've been. I'm not saying it's the only place because there are other places in the motherland and there are other places on the equator because Ghana is zero latitude, zero longitude. And I always want to know why they chose here to be zero latitude and zero longitude. It had to be a very strong reason. So it's almost like being at the most powerful point of the earth. There's some reason like that. And so now I find myself creatively vibrating stronger. I still use technology. Very much so. And somebody's calling me on the show. I can't pick up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But here, somebody's trying to do some, uh, some uh, advertising here in the Facebook chat room, knowing that I'm going to block them. No one then will delete their comment. It's crazy. Producercoconutgroup.com. People just, you know, well, maybe it's like the intersection where people are trying to hawk things to you, right? But I'm not going to take a call in the middle of this, especially since I'm on the phone using the phone, and I can't do it. So that be is they're going to be mad. Oh, you declined my call. No, I didn't. I couldn't just leave and whatever. So I feel a connection strong flooding back into me. And you have nature in the United States. You have country in the United States. And I was thinking, I said, you know what? I'm on a Wi-Fi signal right now in the country. But it's not as intense as it is in America, the UK, different other places they say are more developed because I'm in the country. You can feel these things. Not consciously, but you can feel it to the point where when you get away from it, you feel the absence of it. So this thing called technology and Wi-Fi signals and all of this different stuff, this stuff is affecting us on so many levels that we're not even aware of. There can't even be a study on this, a 50-year study, because this stuff hasn't been around en masse for 50 years. You see I'm going with this? And it has seduced us, and I'm telling you, there's more to it than meets the eye. We've become too dependent on the digital infrastructure, our banking, like I said, calling people, automated systems, these, chat, these chats on websites, they're bots. Hi, my name is Margie. How can I help you? You know when you go to a website and they say chat with somebody? And in the lower right-hand corner, there might be a real person there. And most of the time, you can set up a website with a bot that you can program to answer general questions. I know this because people always spam my email box. I have several emails, and there's one that gets flooded. Or we can set up a website for you to have a bot to answer the questions, and it's lifelike. So I know about this stuff. 
So when I do have to talk to somebody in a chat on a website, I try to trick them. <laughs> you know what I mean? What state are you in right now? They don't answer. Okay, you a bot. Where are you in the world right now? Or little trick things, you know. You can't call these people. So you're dealing with something artificial, and we've gotten used to that. The old folks, no, 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 I don't want to talk to anybody who's automated. So I want to talk to somebody live. Get me a manager. We got to get back like that. We've submitted to this thing so much. You see what I mean? And the thing is, is that you say, well, it doesn't control me. Well, guess what? We have given so much of our information. It knows all about us. The social media that, that we've, we're using, we need to check to see if the GPS location is on. You don't want that. You don't want people to know where you are. You, you are low-jacked. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter or X now. And on Snapchat, it, it, it sent me a, a little message. Would you like to turn off your – I'm like, I didn't know I had it on. You, you, you have no anonymity anymore. And when you're so locked into the system, you have to understand the real power comes when they want to lock you out for not submitting. So if they want to lock you out and you think it's hit now because, hey, I got this uh, uh, online account. I can transfer money between accounts through my phone. Or if they lock you out or there's a cyber attack on mass to knock out the usage of this, you're going to wish you had cash under your mattress. You're going to wish you had certain things stored up, certain things in place. And this is why they want to get rid of cash. We know it, but we need to sometimes remind ourselves why these things happen. If there's no cash, you can't pay the kid next door to mow your lawn. You can't pay the old guy who does breaks for everybody in the neighborhood a couple of bits of cash. or I wouldn't just say cash. I'd say dollars, but the people all over the world listening to this show. But money. To do that, your every transaction will be under the scope of the powers that be. Unless you barter. Bartering is the way. Set yourself up to barter. They say buy gold. That's cool, but gold cannot be liquid immediate. You can't say, okay, I have this gold. Let me just go and cash in and get money when there's no money. But how do you barter off a piece of gold for so much bags of potatoes or so many bags of mangoes? How do you do that? The people need a system of their own. And some say, oh, well, you know, cryptocurrency is the way to go. But it was going on good for a while for most people until now the government wants to get in on it with this whole digital thing. So they can tax people that have, have crypto. So you're not getting away from it. They got us away from the human connection so that they can shut us down and have power over us. And we can't even relate to each other anymore. We can't relate to each other on a human level, which leads me to feel that this thing is demonic. I'm just going to tell you what I'm thinking. I'm not going to even try to ease up on you. Call me a nut if you want to call me a nut. The government, the U.S. government has said, yes, we have had contact with alien life. Don't quote me on the exact words. If anybody here didn't realize that or didn't hear that, that the U.S. government, what faction was it, who said it, I forgot, but they admitted. And it stayed in the news for a short bit of time. 
<laughs> I just looked down. JPG. <laughs> Imagine drug addicts in a cashless society. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes, the elimination of many jobs. The chatbot got rid of many secretaries and admin workers. Yes, because they can kick back the and they can do it instantly. You don't have to give time off. You don't have to give a bot time off. You don't have to give a computer program time off. Sick time. If there's downtime, you repair it, and that's it. So this is where we're moving. You're not going to have it that way anymore. And if you look at how the world has changed, not even the last 15 years, but just the last five, everybody's talking about AI. Even two years ago, some people were like, I don't know what that is. AI, what's that? Now everybody knows what AI, artificial intelligence is. And like I was saying, I'm going to just say what I, I'm going to say my little nutty, a little nutty statement. We all can think I'm crazy. I'm going to say it. You're going to call me great one day, or you're going to call me, you didn't lock him up. He was slipping from that time. He done went to Africa and lost his mind. So he was going to say, man, after a while, you're going to say, this, this guy was prophetic. And again, I'm not trying to be so as a prophet. I'm just being funny about it. But if you ask me, right, artificial intelligence is demonic wisdom. Demonic wisdom. We've been duped. This is what I feel. I feel that we are so bedazzled by this artificial intelligence that came out of nowhere. And I know technology has been around for a while, but the trajectory has gone up. That's like you having a stock, right? And you see the graph for the last few years on how the stock has been performed. And you see, well, it, it, it's been at 5 or 3% growth every year. Sometimes four, sometimes two. When it was a great year, it was a seven. Then it dropped three. and went, It gradually went up. And then you wake up one morning, and this stock is at 500% in one day. Wait a second. You want to know what the hell happened for this thing to go up so high, and I need to cash out of this stock while it's high. You don't want to wait too long with that. Well, we were chugging along. But now we have artificial intelligence. I mean, let's look at this 100 years ago. 1923. Where were we? 100 years ago. There are people in the world, not many, but I'm quite sure that there are a whole lot of people that are 100 years old. They don't celebrate them until they get like, to be the oldest person in the world. Oh, he's the oldest person in the world, and then the oldest person. And once, once they say that, they pass away. <laughs> it's always like that, right? So if old Scurry becomes the oldest person in the world, I ain't telling nobody. How old are you? You're 125, right? No, 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 I'm 99. You look good for your age. <laughs> I'm not telling them because I want to hang on as much as I can, and I welcome and embrace the afterlife. I, I, I'm enjoying this level, and I know when it's time, I will enjoy going to the next level because it's all progressive. Don't let these devils and crackers uh, escape. They going somewhere else. We ain't going there, right? So this being demonic wisdom, and let's just connect these dots. Why hasn't the government gone in detail on their contact with this alien life? Because I know for sure if the alien life was primitive, well, you're not going to have primitive beings flying around in, 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 in I don't want to say saucers. That sounds like two days, like flying saucers, right? 
unidentified flying objects, but they have a new way of speaking it. It's not UFOs anymore, right? I forgot what it was. But they're not primitive. And they're not talking about too much what this was. How is it? Who? Where? When did it happen? How long has this been going on? We know by the people we talked to. And like I spoke to a guy from the Air Force that used to ride my bus. And he got pretty high up and he was in it most of his life, retired. He was telling me that he can't, he can't speak on these things, but he was shaking his head up and down as I asked him questions. You know, have you seen these? Mm-hmm. Have you seen it multiple times? Mm-hmm. Is the government wrong? Mm-hmm. It was up, but mm-hmm. Can you talk about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is your life at stake? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Old white man. Forgot his name. They looked like one of the guys on Beavis and Butthead. Just like him. He missed his call. There was a movie made on Beavis and Butthead. He had to play into it. But the, the funny part about it is, <laughs> why aren't they saying anything more? And why all of a sudden, why all of a sudden, and they admitted it now, and it had to be years and years. I believe that these alien entities, which are just not things from another planet, I feel they're multidimensional. I feel they come from different dimensions, but they can manifest in the physical, and they have demonic wisdom that they have shared with the elite of this world who will sell us out, keep us dumbed down, for whatever resource that these things want. You think the government can't sell you out? Why is it that we can, we can just ask a question? Forget Google. Google was the best thing ever happening to pull up web pages. But this thing talks to you when you ask if it's something. It now creates artwork for you. All you have to do is ask. And here's the thing. In dabbling in AI, and I wanted to create some illustrations and see what it was like because I'm an artist. I don't need it. It just makes things easier and more illustrious for the sake of a banner. But as an artist, I feel insulted. You know, what happened to being bedazzled on what a person can come with from their soul? I had a young lady on Snapchat, don't know who she was, wasn't trying to find out who she was. I mean, she was a pretty young lady, and she had this these breasts pushed up under her chin like that was going to entice me. So she's like, hello, handsome. I'm like, listen. Don't be trying to flatter me. I'm an old man right now. No, I'm just joking, right? But he ain't going to come to me like that. I know the tricks. What do you want from me? I didn't say that. I was just thinking that. And so she was talking. And she says, uh, I was ignoring her. I wasn't really paying it on mine. But she kept talking, talking. Just, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm in the United States. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so you think. So she's like, can I see you? Can I have a picture of you? And clearly... There's a fake-looking avatar there. But I said, well, I thought you followed me on my YouTube channel. You go there, you see what I look like. So what? You know? She's like, I gave her that much attention. But she's like, I want a picture of you. I want a picture of you. And I'm messing around later on with different AI platforms for certain effects and illustrations. They would say that if you submit pictures, real pictures, we can operate better. So what kind of program is this if it needs real pictures? 
If it's disconnected from us, that it needs something, and it's better if you send your pictures. Who was this woman that I was talking to? Are they going to duplicate us and snatch our souls? Are they going to duplicate us? These things can't be human, but they need our input to emulate us. I'm convinced that some of these people walking around us on the earth are not human. They're not of us. But we know that from the four or five hundred years we had to deal with America. We know those are not human. They're humankind. But there's something different on this earth. The vibration is different. And it's like so many of us, our life force is being sucked out of us because of this dependence of what we give to the artificial intelligence. So in actuality, when we are bedazzled about how this thing works, we're really bedazzled on how we really are, but we don't appreciate what we have until it's reflected back to us. Because a lot of us don't think we're great. And people are looking for the mark of the beast. I don't know. I'm going to get, get into that talk. But the bottom line is, could this be some type of mark of the beast? The smartphone that you have, the chip that you say you will never take, but there's a SIM card and a chip in the phone that you have, and the mark of the beast in your head and in your hand. Does it mean your, does it mean your thoughts and your deeds? Or how you hold the phone to your head and the head has your head so filled up with other things that you're not even in reality walking around. This, this is like a crack pipe. This is a shot of a drug. And we put so much into it. We argue on Facebook for days and weeks, perpetual arguments. We look at porn and the camera is looking back at us. Let's be real, y'all. We look at porn and we're manipulating ourselves and masturbating. It, 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 it images. We are giving so much of our life force. You have an orgasm. You think the orgasm is the only thing that's happening to you. That You're not the only one in that room when you masturbate. That porn gets you all gassed up in your head. You're playing with yourself, and there's other things in that room sucking from you. Not your genitalia, but your life force and your energy that you give up to something that's artificial. How about that? How about that? Exactly, Tracy J. She says, soon you'll be able to create your own companion and possibly marry it, a dream for all of the uh, incels. Wow. But they already have that now. They have the companions that you can project, create. I want them to be this tall. I want them to have this... And they have a personality, and you can input the personality, and this takes you away from your connection to nature. You talk about not wanting to eat GMO foods. Well, guess what? We're becoming GMO people because of our indulgence into this thing that takes our life force from us, and they're demonic entities that are benefiting from that. And these demonic entities have made contact with the so-called powers that be of the people who call themselves, or we call them, the elite. And they ain't really elite. They're damn evil. The people in power, these families, these bloodlines, you think they love you? You think when they want to say they want to bring down the population to what? Half of what? Half a billion? 500,000 people. You know how empty the world is going to be? How are they going to achieve this? They have to kill us off slowly with the food, 
with what we put in our mind, not being human or vibrating on a human level anymore, killing each other, hating each other, disconnected from each other, making babies and not wanting to take care of them, making babies and having no damn sense in your head of what to convey to them. I met a woman the other day. It doesn't mean you have to be into these schools of indoctrination. I'm not saying that. But she was waiting for the van, and I was waiting for the van, and I kept seeing her, and I was like, hey, how you doing? You know, it's friendly. And so we got to talking, and all the vans that came by, they were full because it was a busy part of the day. So we really started talking. So she's, oh, you sound really smart. And she had to be like, hmm, let me see. She had to be, she wasn't one-third my age. <laughs> she wasn't 20. She had to be like 25 or something like that. She wasn't 30, but she had to be like 25. And I noticed that, like, she kept looking at me in a strange way, just like, wow, kind of wow look. Not wow like I like you. It wasn't that, for sure. It was just, I'm different. And it wasn't just because I was a foreigner. Even though this is the motherland, so many people here, you from somewhere else. You don't come from here. We can tell that the way you walk, the way you talk. So she told me, she says, oh, you seem so smart. And it was just a simple conversation that we had, but people can pick up when you're an idiot, or you can be a smart idiot, right? You can be an educated idiot, an educated fool. But there was something about me that was different to her. And for some reason, she felt the need to reveal this to me. She says, you know, I've never been to school anymore. Oh, not anymore. I can, I've just never been to school. And I don't know how to write, and I don't know how to read. And it really hit me that... She was sincere about this, and she was looking at me like for a sense of uh, some kind of approval. So I wouldn't knock her down. Oh, let me see. Um, smart houses. Yeah. Yes, Tracy J. Yes, they exist now as we speak. We, we, our homes are going to be able to be controlled by somebody else. They'll know our movement in these homes. They'll know everything about us. Cameras and, and, and recorders inside the gadgets looking at us. That's what I said. Everything about us, they can just watch us. Any, our homes will be like cages. No, I'm all for technology to a point. And really and truly, aside from getting down on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, it ends there. Once I shut down, I'd rather be basic. Because in actuality, even where I am is too close to people. And even what I've built may have it has lights, right? You know, electricity, right? But I don't even think I need to have that to live. I got the sun. When the sun comes up, that's my light. I need to have my ass in the house and sleeping and resting when the sun goes down. I can get a lamp. I can get um, lanterns, right? I'll do it the old-fashioned way. That is appealing to me on a human level. And you can vibe with people when it's like that. Imagine how beautiful it would be. It would not even have flashlights. We had lanterns that we light. We make matches and light it up some kind of way and have lanterns all night. So there's no blackouts, right? If we have to talk to each other, we talk to each other. We get rid of the phone. It may take a little while to get to somebody. We have to just deal that way. We had phones before, and they were only house phones. We didn't have anything else other than a house phone. And maybe a primitive answer machine that we would call back and it would be all clunky because it wasn't digital. It was a tape. Clunk, clunk, clunk. <laughs> You'd be home and somebody calls you. You don't know who they are. 
because you didn't have call caller ID, and you weren't expecting a call. You said, "Let me see who this is." And when you heard, when you heard it, "Hey, Lance, this, oh, let me pick up," and you can pick up. But it was clunky, right? But no, who wants this smart house thing? No, that's too much for me. I'm not that lazy, right? But anyway, this young lady, she was telling me this, and she was fascinated, like I was some alien from another place, which I was to her, right? And she told me that she lived out hundreds of miles away. She was born in a little village in Ghana. And even back then, which wasn't far for me, it was really, really, and I wouldn't even say the word primitive because that's a diss, because that's condescending. What we call, or many of us, in a superiority way, say is primitive, is really what we need to go back to. We'll live better. I'm sorry I have to say it. We'll live better. All this technology I know and how to manipulate social media and get down, I get down on it. We know I'm an outlaw. We know I'm a gangster. We know they shadow ban me. <laughs> I get off on that now. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm on the FBI's most wanted list of, you know, not actually, but they come with me because they, 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 they come mess with me because they know maybe I'm saying something. That's why I mask a lot of my stuff with humor and different stories and stuff. Why right, he's a fool. Let's not listen to him. But they don't fall for that no more. Right? But really, we're living better. And she told me how every morning they would have to get up and prepare the, the food. Like, there were no refrigerators. So you had to go out, dig up your potatoes, you know, catch your food. You may have to salt the meat or whatever, but it was just the basic way. And if you want to see somebody, and I wasn't checking her out that way, but I couldn't help but notice that she had a superior physique, which some guys would say, I'm saying it critical, just like a physique. That's what body. Fit. But the other dude, man, look at her, man, them thighs are kicking, man. I wasn't on that vibe. I saw it. I'm not going to speak of it that way because that, that is not the initial way I think. She was healthy. The whitest teeth. The, the most healthiest look you ever want to see. And she didn't have to go to the gym. Her lifestyle was that way. Now, maybe living closer to the city, it may, she may get into the modern things that take away. We were healthy. We were in touch with nature. We didn't get as sick as we do now. All of these signals and all of this fake food and GMO food and drugs. I was voicemailing with somebody earlier today. They were telling me how in certain places in the country they're going to set, up, set it up where you can, you can basically get your drugs and make it legal. I forgot exactly how she said it. And I was saying, well, this is what they want. And she said, well, basically, that I thought that they would want to get the people off the drugs. No, why would they want to get the people off the drugs? It's easy to control people if they're addicted to drugs and you give them what they want. They're in la-la land. As long as you give them what they think they want, which is unnatural, they're going to go along with whatever agenda you have. They're not going to be a threat. Because, see, there are different agendas in this world. This is just what I feel. There are different agendas in this world. And when you are with nature, when you are with, may I say it, this is not a religious talk, but when you're with God. I'm not talking about no European God. I'm talking about us, the God inside of us. That voice that we can't hear anymore because technology has jumped into place. 
You know when people photobomb you and you're taking a picture and somebody jumps behind you? Well, AI and technology photobombs our life by jumping in front of us. And the camera can't even see us anymore symbolically. I always speak in abstract terms. So now we're not vibrating right. It snatched our soul. I'm not going to say because I'm saying something so profound. Yes, Tracy J, I'm back. Bloop, bloop, I'm back. Let me know if you can hear me. But I bet you I was talking some homo stuff in favor of it. <laughs> if I was walking around in a dress, <laughs> I'd be all right. Let me know if you can hear me. I'm quite sure you can. And something just came and knocked me right on out. Okay, thank you so much. I'm on the phone. I got a good signal. What happened? Right? I'm not going to turn into a conspiracy theorist. Things do happen with technology. They do have their little bleeps and everything, but it's like the power went out temporarily. It'll be back on soon. It's one of those. I'd rather in, in, in the daytime than the night because uh, I'm good. I'm real good. Answer this, some of the get up nature a little bit before the sun goes down. And thank you, MSL Duncan. Thank you so much. I didn't know you were here. A lot of folks listen sometime before they even make a comment, but thank you all for bearing with that technical difficulty. But it's taking something from us. This demonic intelligence, this demonic wisdom that I call, I call it demonic wisdom. Man ain't that bad and that capable to come up with the things that they've been coming up with. This is something otherworldly. And the fact that it's so sweet to us and given to us Right? The tree of knowledge. And I mean, I'm not trying to get biblical here to argue whether something happened or didn't. The main thing is do you understand the truth in certain things? And so we're biting into this artificial intelligence apple and it's giving us a certain knowledge. But what is it that we're giving up? We're losing our innocence. There's something that is a trade-off. We're like food to these entities, and they're using this to get to us. And I've dipped and dabbed in the artificial intelligence and see what it's all about and tinkered around with it, but it has not sucked me in. That's like going to the crack house and watching how they prepare the crack, but you don't smoke crack. Now, if you see me up in the area of the night, I don't need to learn that much about crack. That means I'm smoking it. If I say I'm a straight man, but I leave out at 3 o'clock in the morning in the house of homosexuals, pulling my zipper up, <laughs> that something's wrong, that I ain't what I say I am, right? 
Thank you for the um. And if the sound goes out, and I think I have it on. If the sound of it goes out, just always you know type in there to let me know. But I got completely knocked off second time. Power outage the first time and a glitch the other time. Demonic wisdom, right? Forbidden knowledge. But demonic wisdom is not technology. Demonic wisdom is not technology. It's it masquerades as that. Because there's a certain point. People say, we talk about demonic wisdom. See, some people see the physical world and the spiritual world as two separate entities. But there has to be a melding and a blending, a gradual change. Like when you're driving a car and you have all the transmission fluid in there and it's an automatic transmission and you don't have to have any stick to change from one gear to the next and you don't even feel the bump. It's nice and smooth. It's nice and smooth, the transmission. Mm -hmm. So from the physical to the spiritual, it's one continuous thing. But we only want to see things in the physical because we have the five senses that are limited to this world. What about our other senses, our other intuitions that you can't put your finger on to say exactly what it is, but it's very much real. But the physical world and, and, and these entities keeping us in the physical by our lower desires and our lusts keep us from seeing beyond the five senses. Our intuitions are reduced. There's no way you're going to have the extreme addictions on a physical level and maintain a higher level of consciousness. There's no way. There's no way you can do this. And they've given us this apple to bite. And it's a very sweet apple. But not sweet in a wholesome sense. But sweet almost in a sinful sense. Well, see, we can't tell the difference. And I say to all people, there is a sweetness to sin. I know from my own experiences, there's a sweetness in my sins were pretty much the carnal. Pretty much the women. And there were things I used to think when I was in that mindset and in that world that I was like, man, I got off on that. I was violating. And I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the sneaking and the creeping and the hiding and let's get it this way. Three in the morning, come meet me here in the back of this weather. And yeah, I'm doing my, like I'm accomplishing something. And the more you do, the more it comes. You see, and then when you have a destiny and a purpose in your life for something, sin is going to be real sweet. Now you introduce demonic wisdom, the apps and the technology, the things that they have now. Like I, I told a friend of mine the other day, I said, there's no way I would survive if I was like a teenager coming up with Instagram and these apps. And Man, lust would have killed me. It would have killed It would have aged me. It would have almost killed me before, just wearing myself down. But it really would have been bad now. I would have had full-blown addictions. I mean, full-blown, like 24-7. Lance, we have to fire you. You're not functioning right. <laughs> you screwed half our staff. It's just not right. It's a big distraction. The drama, everything, we have to let you go. <laughs> Lord, the main thing is that they'll take total control over your life, whether you know it or not. You think it's amenities. You think you're having an easier situation. It's cool. Like, push a button and you can have this done. Push a button and can have that done. Then I have to bring it up again. In Toronto, you have a whorehouse of nothing but silicone prostitutes. 
dogs, lifelike, real lifelike if you see them bad boys. But you know there's no life in it. What's better than being with the opposite sex and you're getting into a feeling? I'm talking about righteous now. I'm not just talking about the low vibration. And you're hitting it off. That's a natural thing. That's a beautiful thing. Don't let these demons make you not like the natural. But a piece of plastic. What is in your head, man, to go want to pay money to go to a whorehouse? With I'm, I'm, not, I'm not condoning whorehouses, but damn, if you go to one, let it be a real woman. Even the oldest pr profession has been taken over. And you go do your business. Do so you say, well, let me just clean up the doll after. You do your business and you're done and they got a batch of your DNA. There's aliens running this world, man. Demonic things. And we say aliens from outer space. This is something from another dimension. It's against nature. It's taking us over and we're giving it up. And they're giving us this thing to bedazzle us like a little kid with a shiny little gadget in our hand. And we're so astounded. We're so captivated with this thing that we have in our hand that we're forgetting the outside world. We're forgetting the organic. We're forgetting the ultimate high is to be connected to God and nature. Nothing beats that. No GMO food will give you more nutrition than what you pick and what you grow out of your garden or off of your farm. Nothing. Nothing will beat the feeling of having a mutual orgasm with a person of the opposite sex that loves you and they're committed to you. If you want to go there, beating yourself to porn or laying up with a silicone whatever, or some people that got this thing in their head and all you all are bodies next to each other and you have a hunger that never gets satisfied because it's not real. GMO sex. People who have agendas. People who are not real in their intentions with you. That's why we don't feel the love like we don't. Like back in the 70s, it was more love than it was now, even in the 80s. So in my life, that stuff started diminishing in the 90s. In 2000, 2001, all of them, early 2000s, that's what was gone in my personal life. And I still have wonderful friends and, 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 and people I consider to be family that show me love. But it's not in abundance the way it used to be. The crops are drying up. The crops are drying up. There's no life force anymore. Look at it as far as life force when you look at people. You see them getting up and going to work in the morning time, and they look dead. I mean, a lot of folks don't want to get up that early in the morning. I understand that. But I remember on jobs when I way back many decades, people would smile and say, good morning, how are you? There was almost a festive air about the place. No matter, even if they didn't like the job, human to human, there was more contact. What about the life force and the human to human contact? Forget about asking for love. Forget about commitment. If you love somebody, now the love is so watered down, they don't feel it as much. I'm never going to let anything take my passion. But I have a pen and a pencil in my hand and I'm drawing. I don't care if you can type up something and make an illustration in, in 10 seconds. It ain't going to beat what comes from my soul. You can artificially sweeten some GMO concoction, but it ain't going to be the same as when your grandmother, your mother, your aunt, whoever whips up a meal with love and you taste it and that thing tastes good because there's much more than calories, protein, carbohydrates, essential fats, 
water, vitamins and minerals in that food. It's an element of things you don't see beyond the physical, and that's what we are as human beings. But we only see the physical, and we're so caught up in this technology, we're not going toward developing our intuition anymore. We're not. We're settling for less because it's colored a little more, because it's spicy a little more, because a little bit of more sugar was added in, a little bit more salt was added in, and it's hyper, hyperinflated sensory perception. But perception is not always reality. Our perceptions have been hijacked. The artificial perceptions of how we see the world when we look at the nightly news and the fear-mongering going on. And we know they say that we're on the verge of war, but what if all the countries got together and said, we're going to keep the people in fear by acting like this? Ain't no warheads, ain't no... And we know there are. I wouldn't be stupid to say they're not. But something is eating good off of our fear, this demonic wisdom. And it pushes us into accepting it more because reality is nothing but fear, hopelessness for many people, disappointment. So, I mean, if we have fear and hopelessness and disappointment, let's live in the alternative world that they give us. Right? What's the guy's name uh, uh, that runs Facebook, right? The funny-looking guy. Because <laughs> I, I know their names. I, I, my mind rejects these people. How you know he's not dealing with some alien force or some demonic thing? Look, CERN popped off successfully. The very fabric between that demonic world and this world has been ripped wide open. And the government said and admitted that it had contact with alien forces. That's big news. Why can't you tell us more about it? What is it that you're doing with these alien entities, which may not just be alien from another planet, it could be something from another dimension? I'm quite sure about that in my heart because I have enough intuition to tell me so. This is why I just don't want to be around too many people. I love you all who are here. I just happen to be way out on the other side of that lake called the Atlantic Ocean, nine to 11 hours away on a flight. If you go, if you get up to go to work to start getting yourself ready, I jump on a plane. By the time you off for work, I'm there. So I look at it as far as time, not distance. See, my perception is a little different. I'm very much alive, very much here. But I want to cultivate and protect my life force at all times. You see? And you're right. It's not black people's problem. That's right. But we are the most powerful. We looked at as batteries. And we're the most powerful melanated batteries in existence. Always have been and always will. This is why we are targeted Whenever they have some diabolical plan against what they say is humanity, it's really us because we are human, H-U-E-M-A-N. We're not humankind. Watch, even they tell themselves in their movies for humankind, humankind, if I go out and buy a Toyota Corolla, I don't want a uh, uh, Toyota kind. I don't want Corolla kind. <laughs> I want a Toyota Corolla, you know. I don't want hamburger kind. No kind of hamburger, even though I eat meat. Right? Like that. But no, 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 no. I want the real thing. We are the real thing. And we're being fooled. And it's our energy that they're going to use against us. 
unless we take it back. Unless we learn to trust our intuition. Your intuition never lies. You don't have to tap in to, to artificial intelligence to help to guide you with your instincts. If you have yourself to yourself and recharge yourself in nature away from all of these wayward spirits, your vision will open up clearer. You actually have an inner voice, whether you hear it with your ears or not, you'll hear it in your soul. You'll start to do something. This is what happens to me almost every time I go out. Because I don't leave that much anymore like I used to. But no matter where I lived, I mean, it was a time in my life when I was much younger. It, it, you stayed inside all day, Lance. What's wrong with you? Man, I had to always go out to Manhattan, had to go out there and see what well, helps with the stories that I can share with now because I was always out there. And at least I observed stuff and absorbed it and kept it inside. I can spit it back years later. But now, sometimes to go out, I'm not going through any psychological weird whatever. I'm not a hermit. I'm a people person. But I'm very much an extroverted recluse. So when I go out, it has to be for a reason. And if it's not a good enough reason, I'm not going anywhere. No, I'm not. No. And even when I plan to say, I'm going to do this, do this, do that, and get right back on home. As I leave, all of a sudden, in my heart, my intuition, the God in me, the guiding force, it's not even like it's something else telling me. It's just like it's me reassigning what's going to be done. No, the best way to do this is not do this today. Save this for another day. And what you do is, to, and I'm like, whoa. It was in me, but it wasn't all the way in me. There's something guiding me, but I can hear that voice because of the time I spend myself in nature. But if I'm always, man, I got to go to the bar. I got to go to the, the club, man. I got to hang out with the buddies. If the buddies ain't really into anything, Worthwhile is going to drag you down. Like I always say, if 100 got horny and went to bed with the number 50, it wakes up at 75. 50 benefited because it wakes up at 75 too. And 75 is a lot higher than where it was at 50. So be careful, not just who you lay with, but who you average out your consciousness with. I'd rather stay alone by myself and use technology to vibe with other people who are on a higher level like I do. <laughs> you can use it because you're more powerful than that. You can be so powerful. Look, listen, y'all. Y'all, everybody here, I know you've been through this. You're walking down the street. You're home washing dishes. You might be in your garage, under your car, doing something if you know how to do that stuff. Or you might just be sitting there watching TV. And then you think about somebody. Not necessarily, I'm going to think about them so hard. I'm gonna think. You're thinking about them in a very intense but passive, casual way, in a real connected way. And guess what? What do you hear in a few moments? Maybe you don't see the caller ID. You hear, hello? And you're like, oh, my God. I was just thinking about you, and you called me. And this is not a person that calls like every day, every 10 minutes. You haven't spoken to this person maybe in weeks or even months. But you have a connection with them. See, we're more powerful than the things that they give us. They're cheating us with what they have. 
But we're so dumbed down, we believe we're getting something. No, they're taking what we have. This is why they must have the photos of us and our input. And this is why we, they gave us social media. So we can pour our life force into it so that it can emulate it and copy it, photocopy the bad boy. So now they have artificial intelligence porn. And then things look so real. Let's not even talk about the porn. Was it on Facebook? I think it was. They had a black woman. But they had photos of her. And it wasn't anything lewd. But you can see the beautiful shape that she had. But the face with all of that. You know, we as human beings, when we see something that we think looks good or is attractive, not that we like panting and drooling, but human nature we often look for, like, flaws. And we don't give the compliment until we don't see flaws. Like those two old grannies sitting on the front porch of the gossiping. You drive around. And they kind of, like, hateful, but they act nice. <laughs> you got a brand new car. And you're happy. And you think the grannies are going to be happy. You grew up under them. They're not your grannies, but granny, hey, I got a new car. Gonna take a ride? No, I won't take no ride. You know, my back is hurt, my feet hurt. Well, look at it. Just, I just got this. It's just so pretty. Yeah, it's a nice looking car. It's a nice looking car. And as soon as you drive off, yeah, that car's nice. But did you see that big ass dent in the back? A big ugly dent in the back. Might be a little tiny something that he got a couple thousand dollars knocked off on the price. He's just glad to have a new car and you looking for something negative. A lot of us are like that. So when I saw this artificial intelligent black woman, um, artificial intelligence made black woman, you know, crazy, I didn't know at the time, and I said, I never saw her before. Because, you know, when you see people who are so good looking, they have to be a model of somebody acknowledged them, right? And they said that this was made by artificial intelligence. And, and it was like, as a man now, just as a man, I'm going to admit, I never had types. This is my type. But looking at it that way through that lens, it's like, this is not a type, but they made sure. I don't know how they did this. And more and more, they're going to get better and better. We can engineer the eye color and the hair color and the height and weight of our children now. They have those pods that they can grow, uh, you know, the, the, the sperm and the egg hit and fertilize and they can grow it and engineer it and play around with the DNA. They can, they can do these things. Wanting to be a God beside God. Who is helping man with this? Man ain't that smart. That's all I say. Man is not that smart. Hell to the norm. <laughs> Let's just say it like that. That trajectory of what they can do from 100 years ago coming on up, no, there's no way. It's like steroids. Man, you've been working out for years and you made a lot of progress. But this last year here, you made more progress in this last year than you have in a the prior 10 years. What's up? What's up? An example. That's not really part of the subject, right? I don't knock the athletes. I know I have a trained eye because I've been around a lot of guys who use steroids. I've never used them before, but I know a lot about them. Here you have a boxer, right? You're running every day. You're sparring every day. You, you're eating good. You got muscle on you and you're lean and you've been this weight for years. I love Evander Holyfield, but yo, come on, y'all. You are a light heavyweight in the amateurs. 
And you turn pro as a cruiserweight, which is up to around 195, 190 pounds. You excel at that weight. And then you decide to move up to heavyweight. And now you're 220, 225. Wait a second. All your life. And you're running and you're sparring and you're doing all this road work and uh, skipping the rope and doing all this stuff to burn calories. And all of a sudden, after being a grown man in this sport, you decide to put it on this weight. No, no, no. Then you're hanging out with Lee Haney, Mr. Olympia? Oh, come on. What kind of Wheaties are you eating? I'm not dumb. That's not as a put down. Because you had the, the fire, the heart, the skills. Because we know drugs are all over the place. But that's the way I see technology now. You know, I thought it was a big thing back in 1983 to have a Southwestern Bell Freedom phone. Remember those? <laughs> the cordless phone. And people had the cordless phone trying to act like it was a cell phone. But you couldn't walk too far away from the base. And that's something. But people acted like, you know, and I thought it was cool. I can... And it wasn't trapped by a cord. Because God knows, before we had the cordless phone, I used to string together extension cords, like, you know, phone extension cords. I could walk all through the house with a cord dragging behind me. But now with that, oh, man, I thought I was big willy. So how do we go from, what is that, 40 years ago? In 1983 to 2023, from the South Western Bell cordless phone to artificial intelligence, to whorehouses with silicone prostitutes. It always involves us giving up some kind of force. If it's not our sperm inside one of these fake prostitutes, it's, it's our life force and input that they're taking. They're making things easier for us to have that technology, but we're giving something back that's actually more valuable. And once they learn that and they pick up on our intuition, and they pick up on our spiritual force, it's a wrap. We're dead. We're done. They won't need us anymore. Then they'll move forward with the population control and have the earth to themselves while most of us are gone. They can replicate us now. They got holograms. You can, you can go to a Tupac concert now and Michael Jackson's next to them. Anybody who passes away. So what happens now? They weren't around at that particular time of the present day. All that we're giving up of our human input, our H-U-E-M-A-N input is going to be used against us. Why? They need these bodies. Some of us are resistance to being, resistant to being possessed. They don't like that. Maybe they'll start creating humans and creating bodies so they can inhabit it. I'm thinking way out there, y'all, because there's nothing... Is something really strange and otherworldly with what's happening in the world? And we got to really not say anymore, no, 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 no. You're going off of the old model of how we should think. There's some things in this world they're keeping from us because they don't want us to know. Why? Why? Because if we were really hip to what's going on in the world, we are so caught up. Oh, Pete did he do this? And I don't advocate for any abuse to any human beings, any woman, any man, whatever. But certain things are pushed out on a lower level that we run to as a distraction. And I've talked about the whole Pete Diddy thing, yeah. But not in the way the other people talk about it. If I talk about something, it's going to be something completely different. But most of this stuff... Even the sport of boxing that I love so much, 
I admit, I keep up with boxing. I keep up with the personalities. It's just entertainment. That's my soap opera. It's not so much the fight. It's what goes on with the managers and the promoters and the fighters and the leeches and the lies and the promises and broken contracts and tragedies of that sport. But even I'm looking at that at a distance more. It's not so much on my scope anymore. I just want to really, for me, I want to enjoy the real life. I want to enjoy the real vibration. I want to enjoy the real vibration of real people. Not just the clout-chasing social media entities that if I can get next to Lance Skirt, I can get more cash apps, I can get more hits for my channel, I can promote my book, and I can do that. Oh, man, that's all over with. I don't do that no more. You got to bring the real. Let it benefit us on a higher level. I don't care whatever way you benefit. I really don't care. I'm not a hater that way. But the bottom line is, let it be used for something to elevate us. I don't care who's screwing who. Don't you know that right now as we speak, within a mile circumference, <laughs> there's people having sex right now. Half of them are not designated to be with each other. There's somebody having sex with a dog. There's somebody having sex with a man, a man and a man, one and a woman, two men and a woman, two and a man. It's always going to be. And guess what? You ain't never going to know it. You're going to hear a little bit of it. But why should you focus on these things? I've seen it with my own eyes. Like I tell you, just everything. I've seen death. I've seen all the freakish sex categories you want to see. I've seen everything. Everything, y'all. That's why my mind is messed up in a good way. Because this worldly stuff is not going to bedazzle me. It's not going to get me caught up. I'm immune to the distractions. So I can leave such a place and come up in the mountains and be quiet to myself. Today I didn't even want to wear clothes. I'm butt naked right now as I do this show. Too much information, but I'm free. Barefoot, butt naked, ball swinging, everything. Looking out over the nature. Want to walk out? I'm not going to go out there in the daytime because they got neighbors, right? <laughs> Don't want to go too far with this thing. But all I'm saying is unshackle yourself from this artificial thing that controls us so much. You can use it, but don't be dependent on it. Because the moment that you're dependent on it is the very time that it knows that it has the power to shut you out because you've lost your instincts, you've lost your intuition. And without that, you're nothing. That's like a fly with no wings. That's like a car with no wheels. That's like a boat that's full of holes and you put it in the water and it sinks. Forget the eyesight. Yeah, we need that to navigate the physical. But what good is it to have 20-20 vision when you have no sense of spirituality? What good is it? When you see somebody who is rotten to the core in front of you and you're fooled by the Colgate smile that they have. But your instincts and your intuition is not working because you deaded it down because you depend on artificial demonic wisdom. You might as well be physically blind. It's best to be physically blind and have your, your intuition where you can feel the energy of a person. And it's sad that oftentimes we have to lose one of those senses to have the other amplified. That's an example. In real life, when you go blind, your hearing is better. Your sense of smell is better. 
Your sense of touch is better. I'm not saying, saying take a knife and dig out your eyes. You need your eyes. But, but, but learn to have an amplified sense of your intuition and your instincts while you have your senses, which means to come away from the senses sometime. Walk in the spirit. That's what that means. So when I walk down the street and I see people around me, I don't see them on the physical level. The brothers are so distracted by the backsides that they see on Instagram and in the street, right, that they can't see. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong for the appreciation, but don't let that override what you need on a very important level. Let's just pick that as an example. You see a woman with a beautiful shape, and that happens to be your weakness. And you go after her just because of that. And you get into it and you date her and you fall in love with her and you marry her and then you realize you're in hell because you focused on one aspect. I'm not judging a woman on her backside, but maybe that woman that you saw with a flat ass built like Gumby would have been the best one for you. Because Satan, I'm saying it that way, the devil, evil, negative, whatever you want to call it, it knows your weaknesses. It watches you. He knows when you are sleeping. He knows when you're awake. <laughs> he knows when you're up watching porn and watching you masturbate. Knows everything about you. Don't think that your thoughts are your own. Yeah, your thoughts are your own as of now. But we give it away by what we do through our actions. And it's easy when somebody says two, four, six, eight, we know to be there at 10 to wait for them. We give it away. And there are spiritual entities around us, which doesn't mean they're positive, that observe us and take tally on what we are because we have a powerful life force that we're not using and utilizing. But they want it for themselves. We throw it away in the garbage and we, eh, this is of no use. Here comes a person driving by saying, oh, my God, look at what valuable things they threw out in their garbage. Don't they know how valuable it is? And while you're fast asleep early in the morning before the garbage comes, this person gets up and takes what you threw away as garbage because it knows the value. That's why they say you must know yourself. You must know yourself and know the value you have. So what, ladies, if you don't have a collection of handbags and stiletto shoes and the latest dresses and perfume and jewelry? If you only have one or two dresses, but you have integrity, you have mother wit, you have common sense and a sense of spirituality, you with your two-dress having self is the most beautiful thing in the world to a righteous man who knows your value. Never try to compare what you're giving on a divine level to the trash that the world puts out there, out there well-dressed and polished. You watch these award shows and you see them coming out of expensive vehicles and people around them snapping pictures and we want that notoriety, but how long is that going to last? This is why half of them people are self-medicating to put bullets in their head or living recklessly where they're going to have a bloodstream full of diseases that won't allow them to live past the age of 35. You want that? Well, don't go for this artificial demonic wisdom. Use it for some right things if you have the right intentions. I'm not saying you have to be in the world like the Quakers and don't want electricity. But when the electricity goes out, 
Can you function? So I just had some backup electricity going on, and my power's back on right now. I should jump on, back on, and be able to hit the, yeah, let me jump back on. Like I said, it wasn't nothing, but I was ready for it. I was prepared for it. Let me put this computer back on as I talk. So I want to wrap this down soon anyway. And um, you have to be able to weather the storms. It knocked me out for a minute or two, but I came back. It might trick me and get me on here and knock it out again. Who knows? <laughs> but nevertheless, I'm always ready for it. And wow, how time can fly. We're here. It's Friday already. And the day, the week goes by in two days. It turns Monday, then it's Friday again. Oh, three days, three times. The weekend, Friday, and Monday. Okay, let me restore the pages on this. I'm going to have to sign off for this, and then you might hear an echo for a second, but oh well. Bear with me, my dear family. We'll be trading off, and we're shortchanging ourselves in actuality. We really are. Okay, now I'm here. Let me hide that cam because I'm not prepared to be seen. And when I set a few things up, I will be seen. I will be showing my face more. I'm not hiding. I didn't put on 100 pounds, you know. So the same old scurve. <laughs> Let me just make sure before I move in on this that everything is working just right. Oh, there it is. I just popped in. I don't even know which is which now. Okay, you're hearing the echo. I'm going to sign off. How do I do that? What I'm going to do, I'm just going to shut the phone off. <laughs> I'm going to shut the phone off so I don't shut the whole show off. That way I can maintain. You know, how do I do this? Let me see. Okay, I'm one step away. No? Okay, there it is. Let me power off. I should still be here. Hold time. All, All right. right. Power off. Good. I had two modules up. I didn't know which one was me. Okay. That's off. It's still not popping out. Okay. Can you hear me? Let me just make sure. <laughs> oh, you want to do the white man voice? I think you can hear me because everything seems to be okay on this side. Let me just check one more thing on the computer. Okay, I'll do the white man voice for you. <laughs> the white man voice. <laughs> I probably won't be able to do it good <laughs> simply because, right? Okay, I think I'm good with the sound. Just let me know if I'm good with the sound. You okay? Dark Miko, you can hear me? Well, basically, uh, Mr. Scurve, you are... You know, you're a really smart guy, and it didn't have to go this way. You know, you could have worked along with us and not really bucked the system. But we understand that something happened to you along the way, and you've gotten rebellious. And you know what? Let me, let me tell you something what happened with me, right? I'm pretty much done with the topic. <laughs> when you're around them so much, you learn them so good, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, God. I was in bodybuilding, right? And, and I was getting to a certain level where people were noticing me back in those times in the early 80s, middle 80s, but early 80s, right? As a teenager, they're always looking for the next big thing, you know? They're always looking for the, for the Mike Tyson of the bodybuilding world to come up. So they were noticing me, right? Like, this guy is consistent. He's been winning competitions. And, and there was another guy that was a little older than me, and he was in the open division. 
and we both were buddies. But this is how these devils try to play, you know, between us. And it was like, my friend, I'm not going to mention his name. I mean, the world doesn't know the name like that, but people I know, people who watch and know, and I'm not going to try to embarrass. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. But I felt bad that this happened and how this man had to try to play me, and I had to cuss him out. We were in a gym called Madison Avenue Muscle. I'm quite sure it's not there anymore, but, you know, Madison Avenue was looked at as being some place that is so, um, you know, swanky and the fashion industry, and that's why they named it that way, right? So it was this, this gym that cost a lot of money. And I was making money that time, and I liked the gym, but it was all these folks who had their nose up in the air. But I, it was convenient for me because at the time I worked a few blocks away in Manhattan. So I'd end up, I'd get up in the morning. So I was waking up like 2 in the morning so I can get myself ready, get my food together, make the commute, which I had to walk a couple miles to the particular train I needed to go to from where I lived in uh, Richmond Hill, Jamaica, uh, in that area, to go to Sutphin Boulevard. Wait for the train. And this is ice cold weather now most of the time, right? And take the train all the way into the city, get off and walk a few blocks and go wait for the gym to open up at five o'clock. Then I'd work out for like maybe hour and a half or whatever. And then I'd take my time, get something to eat and be at work at eight o'clock. Meanwhile, by eight o'clock, I was already up for six hours, right? This was the weekend, so I was sitting there, and I'm glad to be back on my other equipment. You know how these power outages go, they always come back on. Wow, it's, it's super cold out here. I can imagine, you know. Um, thank you, thank you, GB. Thank you so much. I'm going to vibe with the chat room right now. And um, MSO Duncan, thank you. You're on Facebook. Nobody sees you. They're probably saying, who is MSO Duncan on YouTube, right? But, yeah, we on multiple platforms right now. And I think I'm on Instagram now, too. There's a way to get on Instagram now. So I think that that is the way, because there are a couple of people that I know that get on Instagram and they popped on. So I'll check and see if that's the case, boy. We got to have some fun there simultaneously. We'll do more shows. But, you know, this was the weekend. My friend was a little older than me. He was way, way more developed than me. He was in contention for higher titles. I was still a teenager about to leave the teen ranks, which, you know, it was going to be real hard coming up to the open division. But they wanted to get me on a magazine cover. and. I knew at that time they did not put, you know, okay, you had Robbie Robinson as a professional. He made it on the cover of uh, uh, muscle training and fitness, right? But it was called Muscle Builder back then, right? Because this body was so awesome. You couldn't, have, you know. But what I heard from reputable people, a reputable man that I know who is deep, deep, deep in, in a, a formerly big guy in all of bodybuilding who's a friend of mine, I got to get him on because even if you're not in the bodybuilding, you hear him talk, you're like, oh, my God. And this guy can talk his ass off. And I knew him when I was 14, 15 years old. And he was big in, uh, as a promoter. He wasn't a bodybuilder, like, competing. And he told us, he said, listen, it's kind of jacked up, but they don't want to put a black man on the cover of a bodybuilder magazine back then. Don't misconstrue it and say now, right? They didn't want to do it back then. Because they didn't sell as much. So if you were on the cover, most magazines only had a front cover. And that was it. And some ad or something on the back. But Iron Man magazine, it was small back then. It wasn't the regular size magazine. It was like a little smaller. You had a front cover and you had a back cover. And so I was considered for a time for the back cover. 
So I was talking to a guy who had some pull in the world of bodybuilding. I'm, I was just a little guy coming up, but this, and I had potential. But this guy, you know, he was an official, so to say. So he told me, my friend was in the gym too, right? This is the ugly side of life, y'all. And I could have chose to ride with what they think, but I cussed this man out because for my brother. My brother wasn't a blood brother, but we trained together and we were around each other and we supported each other. He was of a darker complexion. His features were highly melanated, you know, and the way this white man tried to play me, he was saying, well, if you really want to, you know, talk with us, you know, we'll really, since you won that national title, the natural Mr. America, I think you'll be a shoo to be on the back cover. See, he didn't offer me no front cover because, you know, but because of your look, you really don't have an ethnic look. I said, what do you mean by that? man? what are you talking about? He says, well, you're a little lighter than my friend, the Corsoli, who's working out. I said, this is how this thing works? And I cussed him out with some bad words, y'all. And it got louder. The man turned red. Well, you know, Lance, you don't have to really go there. It's, it's, you have an advantage over the other blacks. You, you have a look that you, you, you could be Dominican. You could be Russian. I said, I'm a black man, man. Get the F away from me with that BS. Or you know you're sealing your doom if you treat me this way. I said, listen, I'm the one who got my body this way. My father taught me how to train. My father taught me how to eat. Take yourself and all your homo friends and stay away from me. Because you had judges who would make offers to you that if you, you got to be good now, but if you give in, you can win this. Man, what? That's why I had to go to another organization to win titles. When I came back to the other ones, like the MPC, I was already blackballed. Dudes I beat two weeks before and I got better, I got fourth place. And I was better than I was before. So I tasted this thing. See, this is how they try to divide us. You know, and we run with this narrative, oh, I'm closer to them than, than that. No, man, you diss a black man, any black man, you dissing me. I don't care if I had pale, albino white skin. My soul is black. Don't look at my skin tone because I can sit out in the sun and get darker. You see what I mean? And he didn't like me after that, and I didn't like him. And I was even more militant in that thing. I was always that way, but they brought it aside. And when I open my mouth, I don't give a damn the repercussions. I don't care what you say I'm losing because if I have to gain by doing that and feeling superior to my brother and going along with their narrative because I was always pushing him. I'm like, man, look at him. He deserves this. He won these titles. Look at his body. His body is up there. I'm not even on his level. But you're coming at me. What's the next thing for the favors you give me? You want to explore my anus? Is that what it is? You won't even ever see that. And if you hinted that, what are you going to say now I'm doing hate speech? Let me just shut up. You all know the deal. Well, we can promise you so much. <laughs> Satan and Jesus on the mountaintop. <laughs> this can be yours. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> I'm good, and I got away. I got out the system. I wish I had a little more of the finances to be able to do more faster, but that will come. And there's going to come a time that we don't even, we'll be able to, to use that. With this demonic wisdom and AI and let's give it up our soul and look at the banner, y'all. 
Look at the shock on the people's faces when they realize they can't get into their bank accounts anymore. When they can't even call a loved one anymore for a time because they're away. They can't even get into emails and use it. We've given up our humanity. For what? I'm not giving up one ounce of my humanity. There have been a lot of things offered to me as a young man when I was younger, but different things. I couldn't live with myself if I had. I'm not saying, well, the Illuminati came to you and made it all. I'm not going to say that. But there's a whole lot of little Illuminatis out here in the world that if you keep bending over, taking it in the backside for them, the other one's, oh, we got a fool here. We can use him and his life force for what we want to degrade you. You got to walk around and feel less than if somebody got a secret over you because you, they used you in a kind of way and now they control you. No, no. And with AI, they may try to fabricate something. I know that I got a couple pictures floating around, a couple girls. Oh, I want to take a picture of you doing that. <laughs> well, you might say that. I'm not ashamed of that. But there ain't nothing else going on that ain't should be going on. Oh, no. No way. That's why you got to be straight up, draw the line, let them know. You, even if you don't come out strong, just throw them vibes at first. If you don't pick up on it, oh, you're not really reading me now? Let me just tell you straight up what it is. Let me just tell you straight up what it is. Now you don't have to wonder anymore. Now we don't have to go there. Now we could be the best of acquaintances now because you know what line not. There ain't no possibilities or nothing. I don't want nothing in this world that bad. But I'm going to give up my anus? To some, oh, yes, uh, <laughs> I had him before. Yes, it's very tight back there. <laughs> Let's reward him with something, but we're still going to contribute. No, I don't want that. I know how this world works. You can be successful in your own right from within, but you don't have to compromise your morals. You don't have to compromise your integrity. You don't have to compromise the intuition. It's God-given. Like when I hear those animals out there and what man calls the wild, we need to stop calling it the wild. There ain't no wild. That's the order. That's what the engineered atmospheres of the inner cities in the so-called developed societies need to take heed because they have no intuition. Look at the nightly news, the killings and the murders. At least out in this place of the wild, there's a hierarchy, there's a food chain. It's natural. Learn the animals. What do you mean? What do I mean by that? Well, understand that when you get away from your instincts, it's literally an instant death that's coming to you soon because every so-called animal has instincts that when they're on point, it protects them. Every animal has this. So when you walk away from your instincts, you're vulnerable to that animal that's higher on the food chain that sees you as food. Most of the time, the animals are living healthy. You see them out there with a healthy coat, healthy fur, vibrant. But when you slip up, that's when you get got. When you slip up, that's when you get I like the way it sounds, feels on the tongue, get got. <laughs> you don't want to get got. Wake up in the morning and say, uh-uh, you ain't going to get got me. No way. But if you stay in touch with the inner voice, it will always guide you right. So it's in the animal kingdom, which we are a part of, 
we feel we are higher, but we're operating with no antennas, no spiritual antennas, no intuition, and we run ourselves right into the all of the decadence they put out there for us. And that's why we have to, in their system, give up the anus. Give up the anus. Not just giving it up physically. And some of us are, I ain't never going to do that, man. But some of y'all are already giving up the spiritual anus. Because you can't see yourself living outside of the world they created to you, for you to be trapped in. Got to get up out to bed times you don't want to. When I wake up 4 o'clock and 5 o'clock in the morning, even if I go to bed at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the morning, I can't help myself. I woke up late today at 5.20 or 5.15 rather. I was a little woozy. I could have stayed a bit longer, but nature was calling me. I'm connected to the sun. I greet the sun every morning now. I couldn't do that in the engineered system. There's something going on with me in the inside, and I love the way it feels. I feel like a car that's getting tuned up, and it doesn't mean if you live there around them, they can't say it's hate speech when I say there around them, that you can't be aligned. You're just going to have to pull yourself away from the people who are not listening to the inner voice. Because when you meet someone, whether it's online or in person, and you can feel their spirit, you know they're in touch. And you hear the same harmony from your soul. Because if you're in touch with the God force that's inside of you, and they're in touch with the God, God force that's inside of them. You are really, in essence, listening to the same voice. Because truth is truth is truth. And there may be different ways of getting there. You might say two plus three is five. I might say six minus one is five. But where do we arrive? Man will have you thinking, oh, you're different than six minus one. And they said two plus three. It's not how you got there. It's basically about you actually getting there and knowing where you are and appreciating it. And so many of us are born with this great power inside of us and don't even know it. Why do you think even to use the music industry as an example? We have sisters that could sing so well dance and play instruments so well, not because you're going to be a minstrel man for the system. I'm just saying you have talents. You could come up with a church background. I'm not saying the church is the best thing because we got so much crap going on over there, meaning that you're covered and it's about your talent. But why do you as a singer have to have your titties hanging out? Why you got to have a, a, a skirt that if you pass gas, the gas don't even touch skirt because it's covering half your ass cheeks. Ass cheeks and titties to be a singer? So what are they going to have? If you're a comedian, you've got to be naked? Why do they want to degrade us? These systems that we honor and we want to get awards at their shows for being the best whore. And if you're not the best whore, and I'm talking about female and male, in front, you doing it behind closed doors. How many people in the entertainment industry see things and know things and keep their mouth shut because they had to give up their anus, whether they had to give it up literally or figuratively? 
and how many people are on their jobs afraid to venture out to do their own business or to go somewhere else to elevate higher with a place that resonates within them. I can come back to America and land a job easy. That pays well. Always had good luck with jobs. Because, you know, when they sit down and, you know, answer, the only problem we have is that we, um, we, we, we Google your name, honestly. We do this with everyone. And, you know, to see a little bit of what we do or what you do on the weekends and your spare time. And we, we, we found a YouTube channel that we're quite sure it's you and it looks like you. But uh, you, you, you talk about these controversial issues and you're very passionate about it. We would just want to know. We, we, we're a fair employer. But um, would this, uh, inter- would this uh, interrupt your professionalism? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm giving it to you good today, Dark Migo. <laughs> the white man voice. <laughs> I'm gonna start that. You got different types of white man voices too. I got I got like fifty of them on file in my head. I'm the artificial intelligence of white men voices. <laughs> I had to deal with them so much, you know. <laughs> Don't go to the bathroom and stand in the urinal next to them and they're peeking at you. They'll hate you. <laughs> You know, I make a lot more money than you, and, uh, you know, I have a career that spans several continents, but I don't like your black ass anymore because God has uh, blessed you with more than me, you know. (laughs) Uh, Yep, yep. Kevin Hart, Tyler Perry, you know, exactly, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Duncan, (laughs) don't let five times one enter the room, (laughs) right? Four plus one. 10 minus 5, whichever. And see, we look for the people who vibrate on a higher level to come a certain way. This is why it's so easy for somebody to knock your door. I'm not going to pick on any religion or order, but like you have a Jehovah's or different denominations of Christianity, and they got to talk down. And because they come that way, we, we, oh, they must be there already. And you might have just finished cussing up a storm on the phone with somebody who was harassing you to sell you something, and they heard you as they walked down the street, and they label you as a sinner. You might not have had the venom in your mouth, but don't just go on the surface because, like they say, a lot of things go on in them places. I'm not saying because they're in it, it does, but they got to give up the anus too. But somebody is always, even when think, you think that there's not, no way. We're living in this world, and the world has been hijacked, y'all. And we got the demonic wisdom, artificial intelligence, alien contact, so says the government. There's a lot of stuff going on that we don't even know. Who the hell cares? Whose penis is in Kim Kardashian's mouth right now? I don't even think Kanye cares. He might like to watch him videotape it. You know, he's off the rocker with that stuff. Who cares? Who cares? Does it matter? Is it going to elevate you? And before I sign off, I want to say one more thing. Just like when I was speaking about food, I'm going to turn this into a spiritual thing, that whatever you eat, it either brings you up or it brings you down. And food can bring you up physically, spiritually, and mentally, and it can bring you down that way. Not a whole lot, just a little bit. But if you keep knocking yourself down with the decadent content and the addictions that we have, and you give up, on your incest given to you, I mean, it's not even an extra. This comes standard. Just when they say, oh, the electric windows and the power locks, the power windows and power locks come standard. Before, you, way back in the 70s, you had to pay for that bad boy. But now it's standard. 
Well, you sisters and brothers, you come standard with a complete package. And just like that stolen car that they use for parts that's sitting up on crates, they took the engine, took the transmission, took the shocks, took all the different parts of the car and left it with nothing. A lot of us have left the keys in our car when we go inside to sleep at night. And the car's parked on the street and they take from us all the good parts for their benefit and we're left with nothing. That's what they see in us, even down to the physical organ theft. There's a billionaire out there waiting for your kidneys, believe it or not. There's a billionaire out there waiting for your daggone liver. There's some people who are into things that are quite satanic that can't wait to drink your blood out of a cup for their rituals. And chances are, we look up to those people because the world honors them as being such great people, and we don't know what they're doing behind closed doors. You see what I mean? Wow. Remember, tonight we have Dr. Day at 3, three o'clock Eastern Time. Because I'm over here right now. What is it now? It's 417 for me. But I have yet to make that link. You won't see it yet, but I'm going to make it within the hour. Throw us a little dry. I'm going to get some more to eat and enjoy a little bit more of the sun. And I got to shave my face. I was washing up and I was like, oh, it's too close to the time of the show. And I had to push it back. So sometimes you'll see me schedule a show. I like, Wait a second. He was supposed to do it in 20 minutes. Now it's two more hours. It's usually something else I have going on. Dark Nico, you know, every time you come here and I see your presence, I'll talk like the white man for you. <laughs> I just want to thank you, um, everyone. There's too many names to list right now. But thank you so much. Now, when Dr. Day comes on later, she's definitely going to do the conference line after her show. So you want to be here for the show so you can talk to her directly. And all of you should have the conference line number. Let me find it. I'm not doing it right now, but I'm just saying you should have that number locked in. So, And here it is right there. And there's a link that you can go to that you can click, right? It'll take you there. And I'll drop it in the chat room of the Dr. Day show later on. That no matter what device you have, if you're out of the country and you can't call the local American number, you can click the link and it would take you there. Just like you go into a website, you'll be right inside the chat room with no extra charge. I just have to start saying this on every show so we can work that back in because it's 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 a pretty good thing. It's a pretty good thing. And for those who want to support the channel, you know, we have different ways here. I'll flash this later on, but I'm just showing it to you right now real quick. And um, the old Cash App works, but it, it's not useful to me anymore. The one that is Landscurve Live, that's the one that you send to, right? A little more extra complications with the other one. So I have a lot of old shows that hands the old one up, and some people look at the old shows. Oh, I'm going to send them something, whatever, you know, and the other things that are there. But um, those things are flashed in the chat room. But anyway... Just look at things in different angles. Just don't look at it as the physical, you know. What seems to be good may not always be good. doesn't mean you have to walk around paranoid. You know, paranoia these days, people so quick, oh, you're paranoid. No, I'm aware because I've been through some sugar, honey, iced tea, and I ain't going through it no more. You got to be aware how wicked, how wicked this world could be. It's a beautiful world, and I love it. But, but the world of, of those people who are demonic, Inclined and wanting to take your life force? No. Protect yourself at all times and understand that when it comes down to it, 
mentally, physically, and spiritually. If you feel that somebody's stepping on your toes or you feel you're about to be assaulted on a mental, physical, and spiritual level, you have the right to defend yourself by any means necessary. They want to make you think that it's wrong. No. Every animal in the so-called wild has some means of protecting itself, no matter how fragile it may look to you. It has teeth. It has claws. Even the skunk can pass gas so strong, make you want to run out of there. And I know some human beings who got food in them from three Thanksgivings ago that when they pass gas, all the roaches are out. I had to pay a brother one time when he passed gas in my house. I said, man, you got rid of all my roaches. No, <laughs> I, I made that one up, y'all. I ain't got no roaches like that. <laughs> anyway, let's know that I love you all. Take care. I will be back in a few hours, and I will probably try to work on something that was a short little recording and put it up if I can, um, as long as the power doesn't go out, right? But anyway, much love to you all. Lance Curve out. Take care. And, um, oh, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Let me find it, let me find it, let me find it. Here we go. For those um, who miss out on that, it's not an up-to-date thing, but this is the thing that I'll be doing. Um, let me, let me, let me, let me get this real quick. Let me get this link. I want to drop a link for you all. Um, Channel info. Okay, well, I have a link here. I'm going to find it. Channel link. Okay, I would love for you to do this. Um, here's a link to WhatsApp. Now, you all, most of you all use WhatsApp. This link is to my channel on WhatsApp. And I'm trying to get back into the habit of uploading the current show that's going to come up to the channel, right? But follow this channel on WhatsApp if you have WhatsApp. That's the Landscape channel on WhatsApp. I'm not going to say that I remember all the time because I'm try trying to consolidate a lot of things with the platform. It's just too wide out there. People are confused. But that link that you see there right now, hit that link and follow that link if you have WhatsApp because it will take you to the Landscape. So even when it shows that you miss, you'll get them there. Now, Dr. Dave, tonight, I'm going to put it in there before the show so you'll have it. And I think it gives you somewhat of an alert, right? But follow that. And I'm going to write here um, so people who watch this afterward know what that link is. And I always see, see a link, but I don't know what that is. It might blow my computer up. <laughs> so I'm going to put the Landscurve. Uh, uh, channel on WhatsApp. And it's just for distribution purposes. Um, nobody sees your number. Um, nobody sees anything about you. It's like me on the stage and you're all looking up at me. There's nothing of nobody because I know some of the old rooms on WhatsApp, people will see your number. And all that. No, this doesn't work that way. You're completely anonymous. It's just me to you. I don't even think you can leave a message in there, right? Bloop, bloop. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, I'm a little crazy sometimes with my analogies and everything, but this is just real talk and this is not a script. This, I was not reading from a book. This is straight from the heart. Like, again, all these thoughts flooded me right before I woke up. It wasn't a specific dream, per se. I'm not saying I'm some dream dude and don't have all the old grannies coming. I need the number for tomorrow so I can hit, so I can give the money to the pastor. What? <laughs> I kept seeing this number, the license plate, and I saw it scroll across this building, and I dreamt it last night. Lance Curve, give me the number. You'll be cursing me out because I'll give you a number to be all wrong. <laughs> That's the way it is, but it's all love. It's all pleasure here, and um, 
I give it myself because I love you all and, and just I see things sometime and we got to bring back the old school way. And it's not old school. It's current. It's current. This decadence today is nothing. Uh, uh, it's always been. It's just amplified now. There's a whole lot of things going on on different levels. Just please try to see things beyond the physical. Look through your spiritual eye. When people approach you and they're on you, you got to ask yourself, really, is it a true love and appreciation for who I am or is it that he wants something out of me? I don't always think that about people, but just go down the list sometime because you'll save yourself a lot of disappointment. And it's better to stay by yourself than just deal with all of these people that open up all the floodgates because <laughs> 10 people, how many of them are going to be rotten? How many of them are going to have a hidden agenda, a secret motive? All I'm saying is protect yourself at all times. And if anything is real, it's going to be there. If anything is real in your life, they will be there. How many people that you know from five years ago that are not there anymore, 10 years ago, 20 years ago? There will be some. My friend Angelo, I knew him from 1969 when I was six years old and he was 10. Right? All in the 70s. There are people that I talk to every day, every other day. I know their families. I think about their families just like I think about them. Those are the people that you want to have around you. It's okay when you come into a person's life for a purpose. You may have the purpose of helping them or they may have the purpose of helping you. don't know. You don't have any agendas or whatever, but that happens. It's no problem. Five years go by, hey, you know, I was thinking about you. Hey, what's going on? Whatever. But you serve the purpose. Every tool in the toolbox is not going to be used in every job site. You know, the hammer and the screwdriver and the wrench will always be used. But that light meter may not be used every time. But every tool in the toolbox has its own purpose, just like you have your own purpose. So if you're not at the forefront or your name across lights, then celebrate it all the time. Know that you are unique and you have a purpose. And when your time comes, you will shine. I don't know where that came from. And I can't even repeat that all over again. Let me get out of here, y'all. <laughs> I love you all. Thank you so much. I'm going to throw these little beats. I don't know how this became the landscape thing, but I love this beat. I got to find some other music, y'all, but I love this beat. I know you'll love it, too. Much love to you all. Take care. So long. Peace.